Let's get more on today's Fed announcement and what it means for the market. We'll get right over to Joe Bruce Willis, Chief Economist at RSM. Your initial thoughts to the rate hike announcement. We got exactly what we anticipated. No, exactly right. I anticipated a 75 basis point hike with a, a slight nod towards a little bit of constructive ambiguity towards the path of the policy rate. And I expect that Jerome Powell will come in and accent that, which the market should take as moving towards a slower pace of rate hikes starting in December and perhaps a potential pause by the end of the first quarter of next year. Equity asset valuation should respond positively to this through the end of the afternoon. And I wouldn't be surprised if Powell repeats something he said before about that it will make likely at one point to do this. And you could see uh, valuations take off at that point. Are you surprised to see the markets jump the way they did? Uh, the Dow had been negative all day. It moved up just right around 2 o'clock. Uh, it was up 26. And then it was up 330 points. That's a big move on almost no news, right? I mean, we got the 75 basis points, which is exactly what we had got, what we planned on. Well, it wasn't just the 75 basis point hike. It was the change in the statement that indicated a flexibility around the path of policy to slow with respect to a trade hike campaign. And then, of course, in the unenumerated penumbras of the statement, traders are clearly going to be reading in a potential pause, if not a pivot, in 2023. You said that could happen at the end of the first quarter. So that yeah. would mean, when you say that would mean no more hikes or just a pause in hikes no, no. at that time? Just pause in hikes. So I expect uh, we're going to get 50 basis points in December. We'll see it peak at between 5 and 5.25%. It's a little bit above the 5% peak the market's priced in, but 25 basis points at this point, not that big of a deal. Then you get the pause, and that's where the Fed will want to take a step back and ascertain the, the lagged impact on the real economy from the past hikes. And this is where I think where we get into the term lift and hold likely describes at the very least the first six to nine months of 2023. Does the dollar need to come down or is it okay at these levels? It's at 110 today, 111. Um, everybody keeps talking about the strong dollar. In fact, we talk about these multinational companies and the headwinds they face. All right, well, my sense is the dollar's not going to be peaking anytime soon. Fed's got a very difficult policy trilemma that it's facing. It basically needs to focus on price stability, maximum sustainable employment, and financial stability. The problem is it can only have two of the three. I'm fairly certain, given its domestic mandate, Fed's going to focus on price stability and maximum sustainable employment. And that means it's going to run the risk of financial instability and the blowing up of little portions of the global financial sector, either due to interest rate differentials that, re that result in a much stronger dollar and capital flows into the front end of the, of the curve characterized by dollar-denominated uh, positions and the $3 trillion sitting in the Fed's uh, overnight repo account. And the likely collateral damage of that's going to be equity valuations of very large multinationally active firms. What I thought was interesting is how they say the, the ongoing rate hikes are appropriate. They are still battling inflation, which remains elevated. Their goal is to reach sufficiently restrictive policy. 
sufficiently <laughs> restrictive policy. Well, what is that exactly? That, that's basically a, a policy rate above the core personal consumption expenditure deflator rate. That's around 5.15 right now. So that tells you we're going to need to see that rate go probably again to 5 to 5.25% or higher. Well, I'm expecting some modest easing in the core PCE in coming months. It just means that we're going to see higher rates. And I don't see any way around that, Nicole, regardless of, of the sort of the appetite for a pivot amongst the trading community. And what happens to the markets? I know you're not um, a stock market guy, but you did see this quick reaction today of the market jumping. We had had uh, October was the Dow's best month since 1976. November, generally, when you go back historically, is a good month for stocks. What do you think could happen to the markets today by the end of the day, uh, November, December? Okay. I think the status quo is going to hold, and that means more volatility. Um, look, we're not through the, the, the sort of the, the, the greatest portion of risk, I think, with respect to the policy path yet, because we're just getting a hold of the impact of those lag, or the lag impact of those rate hikes. Moreover, there's going to be problems in, in the global financial sector. There's no way we're going to go to five, we're going to go up 500 basis points in, in less than 18 months without causing a hiccup or two, much like we saw in the United Kingdom, liability-driven investment, leverage in the pension fund, and what resulted in the, the collapse of the trust government. This is, this is the most serious stuff. And I know that everybody in the market now is looking at what's next, and we're all looking at Japan. The white whale many have chased for 30 years, but we're now worried about the adjustment to the end of the 20-year period of an orthodox monetary policy asset purchases and low interest rates as we transition to a new era that's likely to fe feature higher interest rates and higher inflation. Yeah, I mean, is that is that almost like the elephant in the room? Like we have to really watch Japan closely at this point? Yeah. You know, Nicole, yeah. you couldn't have said that better. It really is that the, the 800 pound elephant in the room. And that's the one that really matters. You know, as much as the UK is important to the United States, culturally, trade-wise, economically, Japan matters that much more. So that's the one we're all gonna be watching every single morning going forward, really for the next couple of years. And I wanna to communicate to the audience out there that may not watch central banking the way that I do. Hiroki Kuroda, the head of the Japanese Central Bank, will end his term in March, and my sense is we may see again an end to yield curve control in Japan uh, by the middle of next year, and that will entail some noise in global financial markets at best and perhaps a profound upset at worst. Yeah, what's interesting too is how the yen um, was so weak this year against the US dollar. We hadn't seen that in years as well. Um, and you have Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine is still an issue. It is uh, the Fed noting and in providing inflationary pressures such as we were just having this conversation about wheat, not gas, oil. Well, thank you for bringing that up, because to me, the next big event risk is around the December 5 imposition of price controls on the export of Russian oil. Should that move forward and the Russians decide to retaliate and cut off all the oil into Western Europe, we're going to see substantially higher oil prices that will test the June 2022 highs and likely exceed them. And you'll likely see in that case, if that scenario 
comes true, you're going to see inflation move back up, and we'll be having a very diff different discussion around the path of the federal uh, policy. Yeah, and what about the fact uh, they're going to continue the balance sheet reduction as promised, as planned? Um, okay with that? No, I am okay with that for now. Right now, we're, we're not seeing any real collateral damage. And as the Fed uh, promised, watching the balance sheet reduction should be like watching the paint dry. As long as it's like that, I think that's not something that really needs to be the focus of investors. But we'll see going forward as the interest rate differentials cause the dollar to continue to appreciate against the euro, against the yen, against the loonie, and against the pound, and against emerging market currencies, if that's going to be an issue. All right. So now we'll just have to wait and see what he has to say, right? Any final right. quick thought? No, I expect him to reiterate what he said in the past, that it may make sense at one point to reduce the, the, the pace of rate hikes, and that will be taken as affirmative support of the changes in the statement, and that should boost equity prices here this afternoon. Joe Brusuelas, Chief Economist at RSM. Thanks so much.